to the Mermaid Society's Extraordinary Girls of the Sea series. I'm Sally Mack and I'm going to be bringing you some of the most inspiring stories and conversations with women achieving big things in the ocean from every corner of the globe. Paddling in now, this thing's groomed to perfection. She's looking for the tube, parks it there. In she goes, a little section falls. Is she coming out? Yes, she makes it. Back to back world titles. This is episode two. We were lucky enough to sit down with Tyler Wright, the now two-time world surfing champion, who is still celebrating her back-to-back -back title after being crowned at the Maui Pro in Hawaii last week. Wright is the eighth Australian woman to win a world title since its initiation. Tyler burst onto the professional surfing scene in 2008 at just 14 years old when she won the Beachley Pro event as a trialist. That year, she became the youngest person to ever win a championship tour event. In 2010, the Grom took down her second championship tour event win as a wild card at the O'Neill Women's Pro at Sunset Beach. That locked her in for qualification to the big league, right where she belonged, the following year. In 2016, she won five out of the ten events and was crowned with her maiden title at the second last event of the year in France. It was a huge year for Tyler. After that win, she attributed her success to her family and her team. The same was echoed last week on top of the bluff at Honolulu Bay. In her chat with us, she mentioned that Glenn Hall has one goal for her each year, and that's for her to finish the year and want to go round again. At 23, she's now looking stronger, more balanced, yet determined than ever. When you talk to her, you know there's a lot more to come. In the conversation you're about to listen to, we were joined by respected surf journalist Nick Carroll to chat about Tyler's equipment, how the world tour is changing, dynamics with other girls on tour, as well as her heat with Brisa Hennessy and messing with Steph Gilmore in the semi-finals. Thanks to Ripkel for giving us the time to chat with the newest world champion. Been in Hawaii for a month already before we, yeah, from pretty much a month from now, but um, the three weeks leading up was pure training, surfing, getting better at, you know, uh, two specifically different terms and then creating variations in others and then evolving and moving bits and pieces on the other ones um none of which i really got to use anyway matt biolas made boards with more rocker in them and i changed to them in Maui. so we did prep and we i i normally rather the flattest boards on tour and now these are on par with everybody else's uh, rocker and and stuff like that, they boards there. But yeah, that's purely because, I don't know whether it was just where it went to because of the knee or where we were going, we were going there anyway, but. Well, you tend to work the front foot if you've got a bit more rock anyway. Yeah, so, saves the knee a bit. Yeah, so we kind of, which probably done wonders for what I was doing anyway. Change your style a bit. That last seat was incredible. Yeah. If half the men show that moxie in the, showdown then it'll be a great showdown for them too. Oh it will be yeah. So what I'm personally really interested in is like so many great surfers on the women's tour now mm. and like you said it's been going on building for a few years yep. now and so I'm kind of interested to hear from you what your own relationships with your competitors are evolving it's like yep. so like this year for instance like just just run them down one at a time. Yeah. How your competitive relationships been with each of your 
world title rivals yep. this year. The girls are on your level, right? Yep. So, Steph, what's your relationship with her been like this in heats? Yeah. Like, how how's that panned out? How do you behave around each other in heats? In heats, it's it's funny because you know Steph particular because she's the one person that I want to run for world titles every year. It's like no matter what, I yeah. you know I have that respect for her because I just do. I think she's brilliant. Um, as for how it is in the water, it just depends. Sometimes it's like, uh, sometimes we'll be talking bef- before heat and we'll just be, you know, give each other shit. But other times it'll be quiet. It just depends it, what heat and what moods we're both kind of in. Yeah. Um, the last heat I had is probably our funnest one just because there was no real relevance so I yeah it talk. wasn't hot yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't really yeah. and it'd been done but the title was rap so it, the amount of shit talking that we got to do was incredible <laughs> but just like it was so funny and because like at the start of the heat I had the inside yeah. and she was on the outside and the set was coming the heat was starting I was like don't you run at me right now and she's like and then she did <laughs> so then I was like swearing at her over the back of my shoulder <laughs> and then she was yelling at me and then um, the funniest thing is, like, at six, so when, you know, counting down, she had priority, I need the eight, she had yeah. priority, yeah, and the set was coming through, and I'm like, I dare you to go the first one, or, like, you wouldn't, I'd, nah, give it to me, you should definitely give it to me, and just, like, the back and forth, but obviously, like, that kind of dynamic in the heat is such a rarity these days, you don't actually get that opportunity ever, yeah. especially, and, you know, when that, I thought the coolest moment in that heat was the fact is, I, I didn't rip. I didn't mind whether I won or lost. Like, I never really do. Um, and I don't, you know, for the both of us, it was such a sick time because she took the first one mm-hmm. and then I had the opportunity in the end. And even when I was paddling into that wave, I'm like, 100%, if I come out of this barrel, you know, get the score, <laughs> I'm totally going to turn around and flip her off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally going to. But yeah, the fun thing is, thing is, ass. though, yeah. it's just our smart-ass weapon. Like nature, yeah. like that's what it is. And she did the same for me. I popped up, she's sitting there pissing herself, laughing that I fell off yeah. and that she got through. Yeah. And like that kind of dynamic is such a rarity and that's what, that was my finest heat I've ever had. The fact is we both still like want to beat each other. Like, it doesn't sure. change, like it's, sure. it is what it is. But, um, but at the end of the day, yeah, we win or lose. I think there's certain people that you just like, if loved me, <laughs> or like, um, you know, obviously I have my own breakdown of a heat with Glenn, but when it heats like that, if, if you get beaten and it's you didn't do anything really wrong, you can't really do anything. So, um, and even though that heat was after everything was done, it was still a technically well-surfed heat uh, on both sides. It was still, um, obviously there was a couple more fall-offs and a couple of different things, but... It was still a technically sound heat. Um, but, yeah, I think heats like that are my favourite. I think heats with Steph are always going to be one of the favourites because I think what she brings out, what we bring out in each other, I think is, is that kind of mentally and then physically next level of we just want to push. Like, but it's just what we do. And even when I want, you meant to lose that heat. I was like, no, nah, I don't trust you. You guys are dodgy. You got to beat me. <laughs> so... She, totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like she was psyched and happy and came out and, you know, we had a drink and, you know, we, you know, when she won and we were just celebrating the next day, we celebrated together. Like, it wasn't like it, um, I think that's really cool, the nature of, I think that's a sick part of 
sport, I think a lot of people are too afraid to actually be that ruthless when it comes to the heat. Um, the heat. I think a lot of people are afraid to be ruthless in what they say about what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they quite often cover it up when they're just like, oh, I'm just having fun and having a relaxed time, and then yet you see them and they're all like this, so frozen up. So there's just different dynamics and different people and whatever they're doing is just so that they making them kind of selves feel comfortable but um yeah I just there's certain bits I think our sport could use a bit more of honesty yeah straight yeah. up you had to be real honest in your, your world title in that heat with Lisa yeah. Hennessy that was a real win like no yes. no real um you didn't really hold back on any of that and that heat. No, so that's like, <clears throat> and that's the thing, yeah. And you paddled out right in front of her and made her watch you surf. He had a priority play there, like right in the middle of the heat. Like he had a yeah. lead, but on a big, it wasn't a big lead. It was like a yeah. one wave lead, yeah. kind of. And Bruce yeah. had priority and she's sitting there and you sat in the classical second priority spot yeah. inside and to the left. And oh, and I flipped and then one. You, and then you went around it, paddled out outside it. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew what was happening then, but Bruce was just like, just going, what did she just do? Like, she could, yeah. was visibly rattled by the fact that you just paddled past yeah. her in front of her it's, like that. Yeah. And she turned around and screwed the next wave just because she had you in her head. Oh, yeah, that set that she got through, there was yeah. like eight minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was, I know the moment, yeah. No, it's, it's all, yeah. it's all strategy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all... Like I have play, like I have folders in my head of plays and plays and plays over and over again. And like, it's my job to know it, the ins and out and how to create the best opportunity for me to get through the heat. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I just like that. That was solid. It was such a solid yeah. strategy. It was so designed to to get the best out of the heat for yourself, even in a situation where like I'd seen earlier in the day, world title contenders just fluff it, like have a shot and just fluff it, just blow it, and it's like. Yeah. Don't go back into that blowing it stuff, I don't. Yeah. No. Like, no, it's like you. <clears throat> that's where, you know, Glenn, that's where Glenn comes into it. Like, is that what he's brought to you? Is kind of like that self talk and being able to get your head around the scenarios in your own head during the heat? No, because to him, there's no scenario. There's no, there is no scenario. There's, no. Realistically, to me, there is no scenario. What I have to deal with in the water doesn't matter if I'm in a title race. It doesn't matter if it's just a heat at the start of the year. It doesn't matter if it's a round three heat. There is no scenario. So when you, the perspective that he has taught me, it, it changes the game because I can go out and in any situation I can, I am trained to perform. I'm trained to, to make calculated, smart decisions. So it's kind of, um, you know, when you're learning a new skill, people have different ways of learning. So he's yeah. kind of worked out the yeah. best way for yeah. you to learn and harness your surf skills yeah. to achieve the maximum of that skill. Yeah, yeah. I have my brain works differently to others. Um, you know, I can, and that's what he figured out. And I told him when I started, he's like, and the more we get in, the more he knows that my brain works differently and the way I see things is always kind of a bit different. But um, his theories and concepts is where it's all based from. So that's why I think he's such a good fit for me is because he's not just going to go out and tell me to win. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, sick. That's, that's my job. I get paid to win. I get paid to be in that position. 
my what he teaches me is how to do it, how how to put myself mentally and emotionally in there how my mind works and being able to get the best out of that, when to push me and when not to push me. That balance is absolutely crazy because he could have come out this year and pushed me to push me as hard as he could because I need to be pushed. But at the same time, I didn't want to be pushed this year. I didn't want to, and he understood that too. So we both, when when the time came to be pushed, he did, and it, it, it was that smooth transition into into something great instead of that fighting, that clashing, going, I don't want to be pushed. No, you have to be. So he has an understanding of where you are at first. I think that, that's a rarity because every coach can come in and go, rattle off a million and one things. They'll, but, they'll let but, their theories about how to win. Yeah, and there's still people today that are still rattling off mm. a million and one things. But do you think that's what um, surfing kind of needs? That's the difference between, I think, surfing and a lot of other professional sports is that there's such an array of coaches in other professional sports that can bring that in and they've been doing it for such a long time but surfing's quite amateur still in the science behind coaching and being Mm. able to give athletes that understanding of how they train and the best way that they can perform because coaches like coaches on micros level and luke and bl they're kind of new like being the coach mentor lifestyle like the all-rounder see that's what i think glenn is i don't know what you call them i don't know the visionaries or I don't know. For me, Glenn is different. He's not... And that's maybe because he's come... Maybe because surfing is so new, but I know that his approach on competitive sports and being a coach in himself is very different from coaches in any other area. Um, just with what he believes in and, and how he how he comes about producing those, those things. Um, like... I know he's different from the coaches within our sport because I've watched. Yeah, That's right. I've observed them. You know, yeah. they. I had a choice to pick who I wanted to go with. I chose him for certain reasons, but um, I do think our sport is behind in coaching. And I do think that the grounds do need to be made there. As I was talking about before, like there's things now that I just go and do, but they yet haven't. But it's like, oh, that's crazy that you're doing it. But I look at every other sport. 100% they're going to have a nutritionist there. 100% they're going to have, like, their physio there. 100% they're going to have all these things there. It's just surfing is behind. And so in that kind of way, so you're going to have people that are pushing that boundary. The um, progression of surfing, I guess we're seeing all the changes in the WSL Tour next year and yep. the inclusion of the wave pool and yep. J-Bay, which is yep. going to be incredible. Um, how was the wave pool for you? Yep. And what kind of format do you see for the competition? You know, I don't, um, there's so many different formats you could run, but ultimately there's only ever going to be one person in order. I think it's sick, pretty much. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be super interesting and to see how it evolves, but I absolutely loved it. It was a point where I, so I was just talking with the boys and like, it wasn't actually, it wasn't an event that went to anything, but you could see everyone kind of figuring out how to like, <laughs> figuring out how to win and figuring out. I'm like, we're just competitive assholes, really. Um, like, we're not even against anyone. Like, it's just we're just in the water, but we'd still just go. Oh, like, for me, for me, it's like, all right, I want to push this turn out. I want to pull this turn in. I want to change this angle. I want to wrap this around here. Um, so, have you already figured out what you need to do to win that event this year? No, because I'm terrible at going left. So it <laughs> it highlights everything that your shit house said. It does, doesn't it? Oh my god, it's a trip. Like it's going to be the most. It's almost like a goofy footage dream because they're significantly better at 
being good at going right and excellent at going left. Like, there's going to be a couple of us natural footers that are excellent at going right, but below average when we go left. So it's going to open up the field in that perspective as, like, it'll be it'll highlight things that should be highlighted, and, like, but only in the most progressive way. Like, you'll watch, put us in a wave pool for a day and we can... We can achieve 16 different things on our list of things that we need to do and put us in the ocean and we only get maybe one thing done. Um, that kind of thing, it just gives us that opportunity, but it's more, if you look at it as a practice ground for the ocean, holy shit. Yeah, it's a real right? back and forth thing. It's huh? a back and, it has to be back and forth. Yeah. You don't, we don't have the luxury of just being in the one. We have to, because we continue have to hone our mother nature skills of being able to read the ocean, and then we have to progress our skills. So having that balance, I think, will be really good for our sport. The WSL, yeah, is probably it looks from the outside stronger than it's ever been with the pay parity and the ten yeah. events and including the women in J Bay. Yeah. Does it feel like that as an athlete? Yeah, I think there's progression and evolution within our sport and within the near future. As you guys can see, there's already things moving and shaking. I think it's a very exciting time for the sport. I feel our sport moving ahead because the people that are backing it, but also the people within the sport, you know, you have people that won't back down off what we think to be true and right for our sport, but you also have people that... um, you know, can come in and see new ideas. Well, and I think that's a really cool thing right now is our sport is, um, you know, it's evolving and it's growing and new ideas are coming all the time. But it's not like we have to change it to everything. I think people are like, oh, well, so many changes really quick. But, you know, I read the article that Sophie did and explained. So I think she did a press conference after certain changes and I think it was in Business of Surf. And I read that article and I I read the explanations of why, and it's pretty clear as to why those changes had to come about. I think the 20... Yeah, everything they're doing is with the guidance of the sport, and I think, you know, there's a balance. I think if they keep right with the balance, I think it'll be fine, and I think you'll see the sport grow in ways that we all know it could do and should do. and what are your three top preheat jams? We were trying to guess what would be in your top three. Yeah, I used to be Thunderstruck, ACDC, back in the day. That used to be go-to, always. And then now it's mellowed out. It has mellowed out now. It's very, like, cruising acoustics. Um, and then sometimes I'll get, like, a little bit of pop on, but not too much. Like, I have to, I'm thinking about a million different things most of the time before I heat anyway of what, yeah, just all the little kind of things I have to add in and take out. And like, sometimes I'll be just purely listening to the music and then other time, but at the same time, I'll be, like, taking in information. So, and then other times I'll be just moving to keep my body warm and then it just depends what kind of thought comes into my head. And then other times I won't have anything in there leading in to the final event it was more to the final heat it was actually like one of the coolest experiences I've ever had like it was sick I loved it like it was like handed over to me like as in like it was now you you it's yours it's mine so last year I won but I was on land I didn't like that but this year I won and I was in the water and I liked that I had that opportunity they gave me the opportunity to do it and I thought it was really cool because I knew, I knew beforehand. Glenn didn't know, but I did. And um, it was sick. We stuck to what we know to be true. Like, it, it actually held no relevance. As soon as that, I had this 
calm, kind of like before I was super excited. I was like, all right, yeah, sick, like ready to go, all right, let's do it. And then I was walking down and it was just like, when you're walking down the hill, the game's already started. Like it's just moves and counter moves and stuff like that. Is yeah, she made a move before the heat. And I was like, what are you doing? You just handed me the biggest, yeah. She and she didn't know. So I was in the heat explaining that to her. Can you hear the, all the people yelling from the cliff? Yeah, I could hear my mum and my aunties. And <laughs> they didn't shut up. No, you could, hear Fiona. you could hear Fiona whistling. And like, I think that was a really cool anyway. Do you think you're a better surfer than Glenn? Oh, hell no. Have you seen him when he's 20? He rips when he's 20. He's really? Like, have you seen him on his twin fin? I've never seen him on his twin fin. Oh my god, he, he's really? a freak on it. He, if there was a twin fin world title, he would win. Yeah, he's really? so good. He's oh, so good on his twenty. Yeah, that's it's all a he rides. I can't wait to yeah, see this. That's all he rides, unless he rides riding my boards or Caleb's boards. Oh, congrats! Yeah, thank you. No worries. That was our chat with two times world surfing champion Tyler Wright. Stay tuned for more information, news and stories from the sea at themermaidsociety.com.au. I'm Sally Mack. See you next time.